Today is Tuesday, August the 15th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The death toll is now expected to reach 1,000 people in areas of Maui, Hawaii, after some historical communities were decimated by fires. President Joe Biden is being heavily criticized for turning a deaf ear and cold shoulder to the situation. Biden left his home in Delaware on Monday morning to end a week-long vacation at the beach when a reporter asked him for a statement on the record-breaking disaster on that Hawaiian island. Biden responded to the reporters by whispering, no comment. Donald Trump released a video on Monday night firing back at Biden for that response. With a laugh and a smile said he had no comment on the death and the tragedy. To say no comment is oftentimes fine, but to be smiling when you say it, especially against such a tragedy as this, is absolutely horrible and unacceptable. It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. Biden has since returned to the White House and will turn around in a mere four days to head to Lake Tahoe, California, so he can engage in another week of vacationing. Biden leaves this coming Friday and will return to D.C. next Thursday, the 24th. Lawyers for Donald Trump are calling the actions on Monday from the Fulton County District Attorney's Office as a breach of due process for their client. Those statements were made by the attorneys Drew Findling and Jennifer Little after the DA's office for Fannie Willis placed indictment documents online in the morning hours of Monday, then quickly took those docs offline when it was discovered that a grand jury in this case against Trump had yet to actually officially approve the charges against Trump. Those potential charges are surrounding his actions after the 2020 presidential election. Finling and Little say that the DA's office have shown once again they have no respect for the integrity of the grand jury process. The DA's office says that the Reuters news agency who first discovered those documents online were making fictitious claims and were inaccurate. Lawyer David Schoen defended Trump when he was being impeached as president. He recently went on Newsmax to argue that should those indictments be issued this coming Tuesday against Trump, that it's likely that Trump will argue for the case to be moved to federal court. But you're you're right. You raise a legitimate question about uh, the overlap uh, at least um, on the underlying facts, with the federal prosecution in the District of Columbia. The founder of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, is now behind bars in a Brooklyn jail. Bankman-Fried was admitted to the jail after he engaged in what the judge determined was witness tampering. Bankman-Fried leaked personal writings of his girlfriend-slash-business partner, Caroline Ellison, to the New York Times. Ellison is pleading guilty to fraud within the FTX cryptocurrency investment company and will be a key witness against her former boyfriend. Bankman-Fried has been out on bond on an unprecedented $250 million bond. He's been living at his parents' home in Palo Alto, California, but was told to report to the Brooklyn Detention Center following the leak. His trial for financial fraud is set to begin in New York City this coming October. A lawsuit against the Food and Drug Administration has caused the FDA lawyers to do a 180 when it comes to the Nobel Prize-winning drug ivermectin. This month, attorney Ashley Honnold declared that her client, the FDA, recognizes that doctors have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. 
This declaration came during oral arguments within the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and is a massive departure from the many headlines that were put out there on behalf of the FDA since the start of 2020, where Americans were advised to not consider the use of ivermectin as a solid health decision, but instead get vaccinated with the experimental gene therapy mRNA shot. Three doctors have sued the FDA, saying that the government agency unlawfully interfered with their ability to practice medicine. In August of 2021, the FDA posted a very folksy post on social media, ignoring their previous approval of ivermectin as a legitimate drug to use with humans for the past four decades. And instead, they told Americans in a post, quote, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, serious y'all, stop it, end of quote. This added to the media efforts to paint ivermectin as a drug used solely for deworming animals. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Georgia is back in the national news with the lack of due process that was just revealed this past Monday by the Fulton County District Attorney as she's attempting to indict Donald Trump. Apparently, the DA is planning to issue RICO conspiracy charges against Donald Trump in his attempts to get to the bottom of the election discrepancies in that state back in 2020. A tool that True the Vote used to gather when it comes to information about ballot trafficking in Georgia back in 2020 was a process called geofencing. That procedure of tracking movement and locations through a person's cell phone was what provided the data that was used in the 2000 Mules documentary about the 2020 election in Georgia. Geofencing is so effectively used already by the U.S. government that the Intercept media outlet just did a story about the Georgia Army National Guard planning to use geofencing around 67 public high schools in that state. They will use the geofencing to target teens in an effort to get more military recruits. As you know, the U.S. military as a whole has very low numbers when it comes to military recruitment ever since the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, quite honestly. The geofencing is going to target the phones that are found within one mile of a school facility in order to send recruitment advertisements. But the real question is, will the government stop at that practice alone as if that isn't bad enough? Or will the government catalog those numbers for further targeting of other recruitment tactics that might even spill over into the area of surveillance and propaganda. One document that can be immediately accessed on Open Inc. has to do with cell phone spying, triangulation, and tracking. It's from 2008 and is titled Thorpe Glen, T-H-O-R-P-G-L-E-N. This document provides some information to those who want to start more at an entry level on learning about cell phone and telecommunication tracking. Well, this past Sunday marked the one-year anniversary of the pit operation that was held in Arizona by Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. The two were videotaped as they presented their involvement with and discovery of Conic, which is a company based in Michigan. Conic is an election logistics software company that was found to have direct ties to the communist Chinese government through both the CEO, Eugene Yu, as well as their computer programming, which was sending American election data to be stored and accessed in China. Here are Catherine and Greg speaking to dozens of researchers who were invited to take part in the pit. Both are describing what happened next when they confirmed that so much American election data was in the hands of the Chinese communist government. 
from January of 2021 until April of 2022. The FBI opened up a significant counterintelligence operation on this. The problem with it was that it wasn't just American information. It was Australian information. It was Canadian information. It was Mexican information. And we ultimately found out that the CCP's own elections are on this same server set in that university. So we turned all this over. And by this time, all the open records requests. Greg continued to work with the IC guys, and it continued to develop to the point that the, the target, the, in, the individual that is running this company, um, began to email with me directly, and I began to interface back with the knowledge of the FBI. And we really thought that they were going to stop this before the midterms and that things were going well. All in, signs were, were toward those ends. In part because that's what we had all agreed on. The counterintelligence teams at the Bureau, us, everyone involved, agreed on one thing. This software, uh, this penetration, and this opening uh, was a significant national security threat for lots of reasons, not just voting, but because of, of what was in there, it was certainly um, a problem. And they agreed with it, and the primary mission for all of this, and, and that we agreed on, and we, we willingly we put participated in. way out there. <laughs> it wasn't just that we surfaced the data. We were actually part of the op. We were part of the, the operation that was ongoing. We didn't hold anything back. We thought that we were all on the same team and that this was all going to be stopped. And that brings us to Act 3, which is the betrayal. You can watch the rest of that video on the opening website, as well as access the Tiger Project collection and gallery. And that includes various media articles from investigative journalists as they dug deeper into this company and the ties to China, which was a result of that whole pit meeting. One of the more recent articles was written by Wendy Mahoney just this past April of 2023. In that article, Mahoney details how a former Connick employee turned whistleblower. Grant Bradley has testified that CEO Eugene Yu asked him to make a campaign contribution to the Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. Yu promised to reimburse Benson for making the donation in Yu's place, but Benson refused to do it at all, knowing that it would be a violation of campaign law in that state. You can even read more about what Bradley has revealed about his time in Connick on the opening website. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.